<clears throat> reporters had asked her what she thought of the nomination. She had nice things to say, but ended by noting that the only problem was I didn't wear a skirt. My initial reaction was, of course, everything's negotiable. <laughs> but fortunately, it didn't come to that. That was Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts, remembering the justice he was nominated to succeed, Sandra Day O'Connor. Chief Justice Roberts gave the eulogy December 19, 2023, at the Washington National Cathedral. In the last episode of C-SPAN's Podcast Weekly, you heard the 14 things you may not have known about Sandra Day O'Connor. In this new episode, part two, you'll hear something different. The other members of the Supreme Court talking about the first female justice. Hi, this is Rachel from C-SPAN's podcast team. And before we get to this week's episode, I'd like to introduce you to one of the producers here at C-SPAN, my colleague, Sean. Thanks, Rachel. If you're a fan of The Weekly, we think you'll also like our evening newsletter, Word for Word, which brings you a recap of the day's most important political and policy events delivered right to your inbox. Read about what happened on Capitol Hill and at the White House and watch video highlights featuring the day's newsmakers. Hear them word for word. Join our community of informed listeners and viewers. Head over to cspan.org slash connect and subscribe to Word for Word today. Thanks for listening and staying connected with Word for Word. Subscribe now at cspan.org slash connect. Thank you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. First of all, you might be wondering, why did Chief Justice Roberts refer to himself replacing Sandra Day O'Connor? Wasn't it Samuel Alito? That's because in July 2005, President George W. Bush initially picked John Roberts to replace retiring Justice O'Connor. But in September 2005, Chief Justice William Rehnquist died. John Roberts ended up replacing him as Chief Justice. At his September 13, 2005 confirmation hearing, John Roberts was asked this question by Wisconsin Democratic Senator Herb Cole. All things being equal... Um, in terms of qualifications, would you be pleased if the president chose a woman to replace Sandra Day O'Connor? With the, the uh, upcoming vacancy? Yes. Um, I, I just wanted to make clear we weren't talking about this one. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't think it's appropriate for me to comment in any way about the, the president's future selections, other than to say that I'm happy with his past ones. <laughs> President Bush ended up picking Judge Samuel Alito for the seat held by Sandra Day O'Connor. During the October 31st, 2005 announcement at the White House, Samuel Alito said this. I argued my first case before the Supreme Court in 1982, and I still vividly recall that day. I remember the sense of awe that I felt when I stepped up to the lectern, and I also remember the relief that I felt 
when Justice O'Connor, sensing I think that I was a rookie, made sure that the first question that I was asked was a kind one. I was grateful to her on that happy occasion, and I am particularly honored to be nominated for her seat. On January 9, 2006, Sam Alito testified to the Senate Judiciary Committee on his nomination. Here's how he began. I am deeply honored to appear before you. I'm deeply honored to have been nominated for a position on the Supreme Court, and I am humbled to have been nominated for the seat that is now held by Justice O'Connor. Justice O'Connor has been a pioneer, and her dedicated service on the Supreme Court will never be forgotten, and the people of the country certainly owe her a great debt for the service that she's provided. By the way, as you continue hearing clips in this podcast from Supreme Court Justice confirmation hearings, one thing you might notice, because basically it's unavoidable, is how often Sandra D. O'Connor is mentioned, cited, praised, and downright lionized. Like Amy Coney Barrett, here's her opening statement, October 12, 2020. I come before this committee with humility about the responsibility that I have been asked to undertake and with appreciation for those who have come before me. I was nine years old when Sandra Day O'Connor became the first woman to sit in this seat. She was a model of grace and dignity throughout her distinguished tenure on the court. And Elena Kagan. Here's her opening statement 10 years earlier, June 28, 2010. I owe a debt of gratitude to two other living justices, Sandra Day O'Connor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, paved the way for me and so many other women in my generation. Their pioneering lives have created boundless possibilities for women in the law. I thank them for their inspiration and also for the personal kindnesses they have shown me. Why did Justice Kagan single out Justices O'Connor and Ginsburg at her confirmation hearing? Here's what she told the Aspen Institute, July 10th, 2017. When it came time for my confirmation hearing, you know, you uh, get up in front of the cameras and you're allowed to speak for five minutes and to thank the people who ought to be thanked. And two of the people whom I thanked were Justice O'Connor and Justice Ginsburg, because that generation of women lawyers um, and Justice Marshall, uh, 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 you know, made all the difference in the world. Uh, to, to, the, to people one generation on. On August 10, 1993, Ruth Bader Ginsburg spoke alongside President Clinton after her swearing in at the White House. She cited Justice O'Connor. Times are changing. The president made that clear by appointing me and just last week naming five other women to Article Three courts, six of his total of 14 federal bench nominees thus far are women. Justice Sandra Day O'Connor recently quoted Oklahoma Supreme Court Justice Jean Coyne, who was asked, do women judges decide cases differently by virtue of being women? Justice Coyne replied that in her experience, a wise old man and a wise old woman reached the same conclusion. <laughs> On April 8th, 1996, Justice Ginsburg talked with students at American University. Her topic, the first few women law clerks who served in the Supreme Court beginning in 1944. 
Justice Ginsburg also told stories of serving on the court with Justice O'Connor. And then there are things like um, I got an apology from Jesse Jackson. I didn't know what he was apologizing for. He said, he said um, in my syndicated column, I said unpleasant things about a decision that you had written in a case called Shaw against Reno. I did not know at the time that you were not then on the court. (laughs) And of course, the opinion writer was Justice O'Connor. Anticipating such events, the National Association for Women Judges gave us T-shirts. They went to Sandra. It reads, I'm Sandra, not Ruth. And mine means I'm Ruth, not Sandra. By the way, how did Justice Ginsburg react when she heard the news of Justice O'Connor's 1981 appointment? Here's what she told the Ronald Reagan Institute on September 25th, 2019. I was driving home from the D.C. Circuit and turned on the news, and the nomination of Sandra Day O'Connor was announced. I said, hallelujah. (laughs) When Justice Sonia Sotomayor gave remarks at the Supreme Court Memorial Tribute Ceremony, December 18th, 2023, she called Sandra Day O'Connor a role model. And she recalled the 1981 day O'Connor was nominated. Like countless other women, I will always remember the day Sandra was nominated to become the first female Supreme Court justice. Sitting in my district attorney's office in New York, I felt the gravity of her nomination at a time when most states had no female justices on their high courts and large firms of 300 to 500 lawyers touted having just one female partner. I knew that Sandra would open the door for women in the law and serve as an inspiration to girls across the country. Later on, she would often say that it was good to be the first, but don't want to be the last. Now, back to Supreme Court justice confirmation hearings. On March 17, 2017, Neil Gorsuch was asked this question by Democratic Illinois Senator Dick Durbin. Did you ask your students in class that day to raise their hands if they knew of a woman who had taken maternity benefits from a company and then left the company after having a baby? Here's part of Neil Gorsuch's answer. Senator, I do ask for a show of hands, not about the question you asked, but about the following question. And I ask it of everybody. How many of you have had questions like this asked of you in the employment environment? An inappropriate question about your family planning. And I am shocked every year, Senator, how many young women raise their hand. It's disturbing to me. I knew this stuff happened when my mom was a young practicing lawyer graduating law school in the 1960s. At age 20, she had to wait for a year to take the bar. I knew it happened with Justice O'Connor. Couldn't get a job as a lawyer when she graduated Stanford Law School and had to work as a secretary. I am shocked it still happens every year that I get women, not men, raising their hand to that question. Justice O'Connor came up during Brett Kavanaugh's hearing. Here's Democratic California Senator Dianne Feinstein, September 5th, 2018. Do you agree with Justice O'Connor? that a woman's right to control her reproductive life impacts her ability to, to, quote, participate equally in the economic and social life of the nation, end quote. 
Well, as a general proposition, I understand the importance of the precedent set forth in Roe v. Wade. So Roe v. Wade held, of course, and it's reaffirmed in Planned Parenthood versus Casey, that a woman has a constitutional right to obtain an abortion before viability, subject to reasonable regulation by the state, up to the point where that regulation constitutes an undue burden on the woman's right to obtain an abortion. And one of the reasons for that holding, as explained by the court, in Roe and uh, also in Planned Parenthood versus Casey more fully, is along the lines of what you said, Senator Feinstein, about uh, the quote from Justice O'Connor. So that's one of the rationales that undergirds Roe v. Wade. Finally, we've been hearing other justices talk about Sandra Day O'Connor. How about hearing Sandra Day O'Connor talk about another justice? So let's end with Justice O'Connor citing the man she replaced on the Supreme Court, Potter Stewart. He died in 1985. Here's Justice O'Connor, May 1st, 2003, at a C-SPAN Students and Leaders event hosted by Comcast, held in Washington, D.C., at Gonzaga College High School. In 1981, President Reagan had said in his campaign that he would like to appoint a qualified woman to the U.S. Supreme Court if he had a chance. And a vacancy occurred. Uh, Justice Potter Stewart retired. And there's a little poem about him. Just uh, Potter Stewart, whose chivalry can't be beat, the first Supreme Court justice to give a lady his seat. (laughs) And I was that lady. And now a bonus clip. We return to where we started. Chief Justice John Roberts, December 2023 eulogy for Justice O'Connor. With this opening joke, he brought down the cathedral. It has been said that the Supreme Court is like a family, a family composed entirely of in-laws. And that gives us a surprise, a rare second bonus clip. Chief Justice Roberts talked about the Supreme Court as family. Here's how Justice Clarence Thomas described the Supreme Court, talking with David Rubenstein on June 3, 2019, with the Supreme Court Historical Society. It is a human institution. The part that's missing that you people think it's defined by uh, the different points of view we have or the different votes in a particular case. It is a diff- It's more than that. The The part that's the hardest is seeing colleagues grow old, seeing them die, seeing them get sick, seeing them leave. It is a human institution. The things you miss, what do you miss? It's not the vote. You miss your colleagues. You miss David Souter. You miss Sandra Day O'Connor. You miss John Stevens. And that's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, the second of our two-parter remembering Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. As you might imagine, we've only scratched the surface of speeches, tributes, panels, and, of course, oral arguments which feature her. So head right now to the C-SPAN video library and start searching and remembering the first female justice. It's all there at cspan.org, all for free. For now, thanks for listening and happy searching. <laughs>